And it's just a recipe so she can get that bread. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> A good chunk of bodybuilding competitor clients and I have a good chunk of lifestyle clients. So I had this one client and she was um, started off as lifestyle and she wants to eventually compete next year. So we were discussing. Um, so she was, first of all, switching jobs, right? She wants to make more money. So I said, okay, let's not like start any prep or anything while you're like going through this big life change because your body won't. Um, react the way we want it to. So, sorry, train of thought. Uh, we were talking about what category she should do and we decided figure. So we need to put a little more size on the legs, a little more size on the upper body or whatever. And um, she wanted a new training program. So I was going to give it to her on the Monday on her normal check-in day. And that was also uh, the day she started a new job. So it was like new training, new job, whatever. So she opens up her email <laughs> and it's just a recipe so she can get that bread. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. Do, I couldn't. <laughs> I could, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no one heard that. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> I do have a client that's transitioning to. I was invested. <laughs> heavily, heavily, heavily. Did I actually get you? Yeah. Oh, that's I thought great. that was a good, I thought that was going somewhere. Oh, Especially man, when you lost can... your train of thought. I was like, oh, this is a good story. I always yeah. lose my train of thought on a good story. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the train has left the station. I hope it comes back because usually that means it's <sighs> going to be a good one. Wasn't that amazing? <clears throat> I'm going to quit and do comedy. How dare you? Well, you see this thing I have on my hand? Here? I know. We were heavily <laughs> inspired by, by Chris there for yeah, that, that story. Yeah, that was funny. Okay. But on that note, I do have clients that uh, transition from lifestyle to competitor. I also have uh, a client or two that transitions from competitor to not right. And they, they've competed once and they just don't want to compete again, but they still want to train just as hard. Um, they still have physique goals and all that stuff. So recently, and I, this is a, um, metabolic, um, hit workout, which isn't all hit metabolically active. I don't know. Training is uh, metabolic. Yeah. 
anabolic. I don't know. <laughs> catabolic. Training is Something catabolic. Something bo- <laughs> Um, From uh, Benoit Lapierre, BLP. In 2018, 2017. Shout out Benoit. Yeah. BLP. He's, he's, he's legit. He gave us this deadlift hit. You have to do 200 deadlifts in 20 minutes or under, right? So if you think about that, it's 10 deadlifts every minute for 20 minutes. Yep. And the way, the way that I train, especially on prep, and especially when like my brain is like, oh, just stop cardio five minutes early. Actually, this is, this is kind of cool. I've never told you this. This is something you don't know. If I ever catch myself, on cardio, like with a recurring thought of like, oh, just, just do 50 minutes now and do the extra five later. I will do extra five minutes <laughs> as punishment for thinking that way. And that's why yeah. my mindset is so like savage kill yeah, or be killed because yeah. it's like, so say, I, say I'm scheduled to do 55 minutes. Not everyone is built like that. Yeah. Built different. Yeah. You're built. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Stay dangerous. You're going to let out a a real deep B on that. Mm -hmm. I almost exploded there. Yeah. But so as like a punishment for thinking that way. So 55 minutes. Oh, just do 50. Like do do 45 later instead of 40. Right. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I absolutely will do 60 minutes because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you cannot think that way. I will never, I've never missed any minutes of cardio. I've never missed any training on prep. And if I've ever had that like feeling of quit, wanting to quit, I will go harder because it's like, I like absolutely not. Like, so this is why I'm getting, okay, I love all my clients, but um, people are telling me, I'm giving them this deadlift hit. This is where the story is going. Sorry. And they're like, yeah, I could only do a hundred. hundred what? And reps. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how Out you load 200, this. How do you load this? 35% of your max. 30 to 35. Okay. So my max, okay. And now mind you, my max is when I'm at a heavier weight and stuff. Right. Um, but I do 135. Okay. For this. Okay. My max was four, whatever. Okay. But, so these people are, these these clients are doing like 95. That's definitely not 30% of your max. 135? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Let's get the... Check that. Check okay. the facts on that. Yeah, one sec. Check your math real quick. Oops. Pretty sure 135. I don't actually know. I'm trying to think right now. Because half of what's your... No, yeah? 141 is 30%. It is? Okay. Yeah. So I did I just, that was just under. under. I thought it was... Yeah, okay. I got it. Just under. All right. Um, imagine, and, you were, and, imagine you were wrong and I called you out heavy and, for that. And you were like, oh no. No, I'm not wrong though. But also <laughs> I'm taking into consideration that like my body weight is 32 pounds less than when I pulled this max. 100%. Right? So yep. if I'm yep. doing a bit under 30%, whatever. Wow. You're just going to let yourself do a little bit less. Eh? <laughs> I'm kidding. Go do ahead. you want to load 141 on the bar that like you need some kilo. Need some kilos for that. for that one. Okay, go. Hit me with it. So... You had a client that was struggling or certain, no, I, some clients I had struggling mul- to multiple clients. This is not three clients I've given this to. Yeah. I can only do a hundred or I hit 20 minutes and I only got one thirty or whatever. It's like, it's like the parameters are 
I think this is the way like my mind works, right? The parameters are 20 deadlifts in 20 or 200 deadlifts in 20 minutes, right? People are going with the time parameter because the time is easier, right? It's like, oh, 20 minutes hit. I only did 130. I'm stopping. When it's like, my brain's like, no, I have to do the 200, even if it takes me longer so than 20 keep minutes. Going. You yeah. just keep going until you hit 200. Right. I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, <clears throat> the time's I'm, up. I guess I'm, I'm done. I wasn't getting frustrated, is not the right word. It's more like, you can just realize you can't. I think you have a different brain than a lot of people. Different, can't empathize. And, and how can I motivate and how can I coach these clients to be killers like me and be like, oh, I, I have to do the 200. It's for sure. It's so hard. Deadlift hit. That doesn't sound fun. It's not fun, but you get great results. So it's like the, the like quitting before you get to the certain number. Yeah. Like I just don't understand that. And it's just like, I, I then have to be like, oh yeah, that's like, I guess I'm a freak. I don't know. No, I know what you're like, saying. And that's a good reason. Like, I think that is a good example of why, like, you know, whether we're good at that or we've curated that, or some of us are naturally good at thinking this way. It's like, this has put us in a position that makes us skilled as coaches. Yeah. And that's why we're trying to help other people. But it also is a good example of like, this doesn't make people better or worse than other people. That's not what this is, but it totally exp uh, what's the word? Just like displays the difference between like how different minds think and how much it's like, we are different than our clients. Yeah. We relate in many ways, but we're also very different. And like, I think, that highlights the importance of a coach to empathize with their clients and try to understand them. Cause it is, you know, truly like a lot of coaches will be open about this, at least with other coaches, maybe not so much with their clients, but like certain clients may be frustrating in a way to yeah. with how they're handling things. And that's normal, right? Just normal. how other, cause you're trying to motivate people. That, and sometimes people you just find, nailed it. I just wanted to say, I want to yeah. motivate my clients to be like, um, finish the whole exercise. Like, why don't you want to do more? Right. Like that's the struggle. Yeah. It's like, Wait, so if you stopped at 100, or if you stopped at 100 reps, you couldn't get 200. Like, you're baffled because, like, why didn't you want to keep going? Well, like, yeah, why did you just choose well, to stop? Me, well, that's their excuse is, I got tired. Which is the point of training. Yeah. And Build, it's like, it's, you're, you're it's supposed hard. to be tired. It's yeah. supposed to be extremely hard. Right. The other thing is, like, I'm doing it too. Right. So I'm programming it for them, but it's such a good exercise and yeah. such a good, you know, especially for, for getting lean, in my opinion, I, I just think it's a great hit style workout. That's not like traditional cardio. Sure. Um, I'm doing it too. Right. right? It's like, I'm, it's not like I'm giving them cause I'll, I'll program uh, some training. Right. And, and then I'll have feedback. Like this is a killer training, like da da da. And I'm like, yeah, I do it too. Like all the hard stuff I give you guys, I do it too. Right. So it's like, it's not like I'm giving something that's like, I'm just going to give them the hard stuff and I'm going to do the secret stuff over here. Just yeah. two bench presses. And, right. Right. It's like, yeah. no, it's supposed to be hard for you to look a certain way. Right. Right. It's or gonna be, it's gonna be to hard. get the results you want or to get the strength you want. And you're going to have that voice in your head tell you like, stop with 100 reps. It's tiring. You're yeah. going to get hurt. Yeah. It's too or, much. Oh, you hit 20 minutes. You're done. Yeah. It's like, no, hit yeah. hit the rep number. Yeah. The time is. is Irrelevant. Is. At that point, yeah. At that point, irrelevant. Right? Because technically, yeah. if you start doing, like, the fastest I ever did it, I think was, like, 16 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. It's like that, and that was sweet, and that was over, like, over the course of a prep. 
right? So I got faster as the prep went on, just as yeah. my conditioning went up. Yeah. But it was like, I never didn't hit 200. I did go over 20 initially. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So hard. Couldn't do it on the minute. Right. And yeah. it's like, I just couldn't conceive not doing the full 200. Right. So I don't know. I've been thinking about it, obviously. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I think it really is like a big, like it, it really does show the gap between the coach's mind and the athlete's mind or the client's yeah. mind, right? Of just like how they may, they may look, there's going to be people that are like naturally just like go, you know, balls to the wall on everything. Yeah. And there's going to be other people, you know, it doesn't make them worse clients. They're just different, right? Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to have a harder, they're going to have a harder time to push. And you have to find a way to motivate them because other people, it just, you don't have to motivate them as much. They're already self-motivated yeah. in a lot Do of ways. Do you find that some clients that are like super motivated in the gym, you have to give them more attention for nutrition side of things sometimes? Or do you find that people are super good with nutrition, but then they're training, they're like sandbagging their training? Or do you no, usually I mean, find that people are, hand, if, they're, if they're like all in on the training, they'll give their all in on nutrition? Probably that's more right. likely. If they're going all in on one, they're probably more likely to go all in on another. Yeah. Like if the nutrition's, if they want to do well with the nutrition, in general, they want to do well with the training. But at the same time, that's not super consistent. You know, like yeah. I think I it can think of a lot person. of examples right now where I've had, I've had clients that I've worked with and currently work with as well that are like, man, my food is dialed. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling capable. I'm doing very well. My body weight is trending the way I want. And, um, but I can't, I'm not getting in the training sessions I want to. Mm. So that's, that's also common too. And I guess definitely the flip side. I think a lot of people are like, I love the training. You know, I'm dialed in with training, but like, man, it's hard not to snack at night. It's hard to whatever my thing is. You know, I'm not, I'm not eating meals on a schedule like I should be. I'm not prepping ahead of time. Yeah. You know, I'm eating yeah. too much fast food. I, I don't know how to say no. So. I yeah. think you do a pretty good job of, um, and this might be, correct me if I'm wrong, like I know you have obviously dietary um, restraints, let's say. So like you're definitely not out there like eating all that. Like you eat, you eat very, very good. Me like, personally? You personally. Yeah, 100%. Just because it makes you feel better and whatever, right? Yeah. And you're not just going to go out and get McDonald's and whatever, right? Yep. And now, mind you, if you were trying to gain weight, maybe that would be part of a client's plan. But sure. um, it's like you, I feel like you're a very good example because like you're a fit dude, you're putting on good size, you're getting strong and guys will be like, oh, like Tim's like, like, how does Tim just not like go out and get a crap thing? Like he goes home and, and he eats his enough protein and carbs that digest well for him and whatever, whatever. Right. So I, I think like you're a really good example of like why people choose you as a coach. Cause you are someone that lives the lifestyle. Like you never miss training. Um, you're very attentive to your attentive to your clients and stuff like that. So in my head, going back to the deadlifts, it's like maybe there's a disconnect with my coaching for them not to, and maybe this is a coaching communication thing where I need to communicate Hey, I need you to do 200 regardless. Right. Right. And I've said that to them after the fact. And maybe now I need to say it. I can't assume anything. That's a good point. I, you may be. 
Right. You may have a break in communication where you're assuming people think like yeah. you by default when it's probably safer to assume the opposite. Right. Cause I, I'm obviously always trying to be a better coach. Um, yeah. I think we, you're bang on with that. that. That makes so a lot of sense. So I think that like we're using this podcast as a therapy session and now I'm realizing that I need to, I need to communicate because in my head it's like, yeah, 200. Right. But I need to now think about how other people think, which I yeah. think, which I admire. I do the same thing. I admire you as a coach for that because I feel like you can, um, you can take yourself out of it more. Whereas I'm like, especially this deep into prep, I'm like pretty emotional with it. And I'm like, why can't you just do it or whatever in my right. head when I need to take myself out of it and be like, this is, this is my client. And this is what like I need to do for that to be a better coach. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Of well said. So, yeah. Um, I think you're right about that too. You so may I admire have, a lot of things that I see you do that I'm like, oh, I should be, I should be doing that. Cause like that, that like, I really like the way he does that as a coach or whatever, or, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. taking your feelings out of it more. So yeah. Yep. I feel like, I think so. because of the, that's interesting. You said that. Yeah. Cause I think the, my, the, my style of coaching, which I don't work with athletes, um, primarily like I primarily work with just the gen pop average people average person right and I think you know my style of of particularly with the nutrition coaching it requires it it's it's heavily dependent on me empathizing with my client because I take such a psychological and emotional approach to how I deal with nutrition because the way the the approach that I take is heavily focused on behaviors, habits, and strategies and mindset around food. So that's heavily emotional. It's heavily psychological. And because of that, it, it requires for me, the coach, to empathize with the client. I have to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that approach completely falls. Like it completely crumbles. That approach doesn't work at all because there's no mechanical or technical um, information or framework that you can fall on otherwise. The, the mechanical framework is uh, reliant on the empathy that I give or don't give. So it's like, I have to, I think I've been forced to be better at that just yeah. by way of what I offer. it's like, my approach is whatever it is, right? It's, it's a more intuitive style of eating because of like what I said, it's like, it's not a heavy focus on calories, macros, or meal plans. It's, it's way more focused on like what I said, the behaviors and the emotions yeah. and yeah. you know, the psychological triggers around food and whatnot. So do you have yeah. an example of like someone that had a lot of triggers like that and you had to like, um, yeah, well, yeah. So a, a recent one that I've had is someone recently that I am with someone that I'm working with right now. Um, they are, they qualify for bariatric surgery. And so they will be going in for surgery, um, in a little while. And there's a date where they want, you know, the prep for it, the preparation for it requires, um, these certain shakes and for this much, for this much time. And mm -hmm. there's a, there's a reasoning behind it and whatnot. And a lot of that I'm, I'm not in control. That's the kind of the medical requirement for that. Sure. And so, you know, the client that I was working with that I am working with on that, they had expressed to me that they were a little bit concerned, a little bit nervous. And it brought up feelings of anxiety, at least not the surgery itself, but the, the lead up because they were like, well, 
you know, I'm feeling like I need to consume a bunch of, like I want to consume burgers, fries, and and junk because I'm not going to be able to eat that stuff once I start this quote-unquote shake diet that they have to, you know, they have to do as prep. And, uh, you know, I had to talk to them about that because, well, and I asked them a lot of questions about it. Like, why do you feel that way? You know, like this, you know, there's, you will be able, you're going to be very different after the surgery, yeah. right? That you mechanically are, are changed. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, it doesn't mean you can't eat certain foods again. Like you def, there are certain ones that you probably won't be because your body will be, what's, it will reject it. What's the actual, is they take your stomach out? Or they shrink it. They yeah. shrink it. Yeah, they shrink it. Okay. Yeah. I, there's a few different kinds, but yeah, is they there, shrink it. Is, am I like totally making this up where they, where they connect your esophagus like right to your intestines? Uh, is that a not type that of, I know of, okay. but like it's, it's very similar. It's almost like that because you're shrinking the stomach quite yeah, a bit. Okay. And then you're also, um, I'm pretty sure it's the same one is where they will take out a chunk of the small intestine, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Cause isn't there one where they can just like, they put like a balloon in your stomach? Maybe. I know that they're stapling it smaller is what they're essentially okay. doing. But you okay. might be right. I, okay. I think there's a few different kinds, right? Okay. But that's the ones like that totally I'm familiar with. That's what, that's what happens. So, um, yeah. so because of that, because you're taking out a chunk of the intestine, uh, there'll be an issue with digestion. So in the future, you may not be able to, you know, consume the foods that you once were able to. Do they, um, do they get rid of the, 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 do they get rid of the dessert stomach? Your second stomach for dessert. That would have been way funnier if you didn't butcher the setup. <laughs> so I'm not even giving you, you don't deserve, oh, man. you don't deserve a I'm, proper I'm reaction. I'm quitting my stand-up. That's okay. You know I'm what? quitting you know my what? stand-up. I won't give you, I won't give you the reaction that you wanted, Yeah, but that's because you didn't deserve it. Now, but that's you my can, love language. But you can redeem that. You can try again. I will let you try again. Don't worry. There's more. There's more opportunities. <laughs> okay. I'll try again. <laughs> There's many more, you know? That's okay. But Sorry, yeah, so totally I had to have a conversation with this person totally and ask them like, why do you feel that way? And that's ultimately what we had to figure out. Like, yeah. why do you feel like, you know, the diet starts and then, and I think you can, people can relate to this just from like that parallels with the average person. That's just like, you know, they may not be qualified for bariatric surgery mm -hmm. or even be close to that, but there may be someone who feels unhealthy, a little bit overweight, maybe a lot overweight and they do want to start a new diet and then they do. And then they get super nervous for yeah. it and they go, oh my goodness, I'm starting a diet tomorrow you know what? Oh my goodness. The, it's such a big focus on the food instead of the habits that all of a sudden now they're like, it's Sunday night. They're starting their diet Monday. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. Hey, I want to, I'm going to order pizza. I'm yeah. going to get breadsticks with it. I'm going to yeah. get dipping sauce. I'm going to get two liters of pop and yeah. I'm going to get wings. You know what I mean? It's like, it's this feeling. That's what, you know, this client yeah. had expressed to me and they're not wrong for that. I, I think it's a bad habit and it's a bad idea to have with food. But, uh, but they're not a bad person for it. We just had to figure out like, why do you feel this way? There is a way around this and there is a solution that isn't as scary as you think, yeah. you know, and I could express to them, you will be yeah. able to have these foods or some of these, maybe not all of them, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be trapped in this, this idea in their head is they think, or at least this client was afraid that they were stuck in this, you know, lifelong now diet of like, oh my goodness, I can't eat all the foods that I enjoy and I value and bring me pleasure. It's like, well, you're going to change how you eat them. But those certain foods, you know, some of those you might not be able to do for reasons I said before with the, because of the, because of the surgery, but you will, you will be able to eat some and that's okay. And that'll be a good thing. And we'll enjoy those. And you're going to eat those in ways that are responsible. So 
you're not stuck in this world of like, oh my goodness, I'm eating plain romaine lettuce and like white rice and boiled chicken. Like, you know what I mean? This Actually, narrative, that sounds delicious, but. Yeah, because you're a freak. But like the average but person like might be afraid of something like that. And Along that note, I have clients that are what society maybe would be considering like in good shape where they're not overweight. And they still like, even to me, they're like, they're like, oh, I, I couldn't do the diet you do. Like I, I don't have your discipline, like, cause they right. still need their weekend treat or whatever. I always say to them, and this is something that I've had a lot of people be like, oh yeah. I'm like, the food's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's all temporary. There will, there will always be pizza. Yeah. There will always be donuts. Mm-hmm. There will always, the food, the food's there forever. Yeah. It's just a temporary restriction on my part to hit a goal. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's a mindset thing. And, and speaking of that, I'm getting hungry. So let's go eat. Yeah. I got to eat too. Yeah. I'm off schedule with my meals. So, and I'm, your boy's trying to get thick with four C's. <laughs> so three that C's. note, three C's give us a enough. follow on Instagram at stay peaked on TikTok, on YouTube, watch this on YouTube. You probably already are. If you're seeing us, uh, listen on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And we really appreciate all support, like comment, subscribe, follow me at SlaysFit on Instagram. Follow me at Tim underscore MSHC. Send us DMs if you love the show. Thanks again. Stay peaked.